Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. And welcome back. It's Linda Pinizzato here at the Hayes FM on the Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing. I've been speaking with Steve Clemens, and he's the Executive Director for Canadian Fire Alarm Association. You know, Steve, you mentioned uh, like all the different knowledge that really needs to go into people like with respect to fire equipment safety and so on for the people that are in these condominiums all the time. So immediately when I think about it, that key person to me, we're going right back to as property managers. So, you know, I'm shaking my head here trying to wrap myself around this because, I mean, if we've got the minister right now concerned about whether property managers have the proper mandated courses and knowledge to run the operations of a condo building, okay, and that, and that's just running the operations. So that would be your everyday operations, your cleaning staff, your concierge, problems that exist maybe within the building. I'd have to sit back and think how many of them would actually be well adverse to the fire codes and have any kind of knowledge that technicians would have. So, so that almost makes me believe that, quite frankly, the Canadian Fire Alarm Association should be in the Condo Act review with the Ministry of Consumer Services. And I personally am going to send her an email asking why you're not, because this is a really important subject. Yeah, it doesn't matter what building or what occupancy type it is fire should be considered because people are inside those buildings. So whether it's the condominium act or any vulnerable occupancy, school, office building, mall, any kind of review with the building code, by the way, our members do sit on the national building code review, the Ontario building code review, the Ontario fire code review, all of these standards. That is one of our mainstays of the associations, making sure that we are out there advocating for Every citizen that enters a building that needs a fire alarm system to ensure that it is not just uh, maintained properly, but it is actually built up to codes and standards that are above whatever we're seeing across uh, the world, actually. We are we are a world leader here in Ontario for life safety when it comes to fire. And thanks in most part to the Ontario Fire Marshal's Office that has made some great wins, especially since the 1997 uh, Fire Protection and Prevention Act. Well, you know, we've had situations, uh, we get emails all the time and, and situations like, for instance, people that are hoarders, okay, hoarders in a building in order to move forward. If any property management company has to move forward or board of directors, they have to bring the fire marshal in with respect to what's going on in that unit as a result of somebody who is a hoarder before they can turn around and go and take legal practice against them to get the unit cleaned up. That goes right into the hands of the fire marshal. Yeah. And that goes back to a fire, a fire hazard and all those fire hazards. We want to make sure that you go back to your fire safety plan and deal with it in your fire safety plan. Make sure it's listed how you're going to deal with that hoarder. One of the unknown or rarely known facts about the fire safety plan is it must be approved by your authority having jurisdiction. And in Ontario, that most cases, that's your local fire department has to approve that fire safety plan. Fire safety plan can't just be written by the building owner or manager or property manager and put in the building and maintained without having stamped approval from your local fire department. So that fire inspector that is uh, given authority by the Ontario fire marshal, 
He is now a, a deputy fire marshal for the province of Ontario. He will come through, look at your fire safety plan, and help you deal with those situations that you may run across for any of your fire hazards, whether it's chemical, whether it's uh, operations within the building, whether it's uh, these hoarders and, and mm-hmm. different lifestyles. We have different occupancies, different uh, people. We love what they do. However, we have to make it safe for everyone. And not every case. There's not one silver bullet. The silver bullet, I guess, behind it all is using the fire code to its greatest extent. And that is just following the steps that we find in Section 2 of the fire code. And if you're looking for any of that information, we have it all on our website. It doesn't matter what province you're in, what jurisdiction you're in. If you go to cfa.ca, you can find all the legislative requirements and all the quick fix items and if you have questions we have lots of contacts on there as well perfect so cfaa.ca you've got it and i really would suggest that everyone listening take a moment and take a look at the website and get some information you know something comes to mind here i mean we've got the health and safety so that's one side so we're not having the different acts working with one another and we're not having the different ministers working with one another to to fit the puzzle together well, in a just, proper way when it comes to condominiums. Because, well, they work together. The problem is know? we just haven't made the awareness, I don't think, to people and train people properly. Even under the Health and Safety Act, you have to have an emergency plan for your building. That emergency plan is not really regulated. It doesn't tell you how to do it. So when I was a property owner manager for the last 10 years or represented for that building owner, I looked after over 80 high-rise buildings at one point. I looked and relied on that fire safety plan as my mainstay because it had to be approved by not just myself, but it had to be approved by the authority having jurisdiction. So it gave a good third-party review of what we were doing to make it safe for those individuals, making sure we had a maintenance requirement in there for all of those life safety systems within the buildings, making sure we had a review of what kind of personnel were working in that building, what kind of activities they took place, uh, what kind of hardware and, and building equipment we had in the building. So it all could work together for the best fire safety, life safety of those individuals so they could always get out during an alarm, so they could get to the right place, so they could do the right thing whenever there's even a police or security emergency, so that everything could work together in the time of need. And that's the key. But but you see, where I'm kind of losing things a bit, the knowledge that you have, Steve, is amazing. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've been the president of the board for a total of 17 years in two different buildings. And the interesting part about it is, is I mean, we stay on top of it. We have the fire marshals. We make sure even our elevators, everything's secure. Everything's done the way it's supposed to be done. The interesting part about it is, is there's nowhere out there mandating us f- to do it. So no different from the Condo Act when they outline exactly how a board is supposed to look after the reserve funds or how a board is supposed to manage the annual general meetings or how the board is supposed to do this, 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 or this. Well, I am lost here because I'm looking at this and thinking, why on earth is there not mandates with respect to fire and safety, with respect to things that the board has to do on whatever period of time it is supposed to be? And that would force them to learn more because they'd have to carry out that responsibility. And unfortunately, in this province right now, our fire inspectors within every municipality are so inundated with court cases right now, they are just up to... They're overworked right now. We don't have enough fire inspectors to keep up to the building owners that just aren't aware or not maintaining their buildings properly. So what we need to do is get the message out, get the building owners to understand there is case law now that it could be the manager or the owner or the security officer, the fire alarm technician. They are all representing that building owner in some form or fashion when they're going about their business. 
making sure it's a fire safe building. What we need to do is get the message out. We need to have a good fire safety plan to make sure that all those items, especially the fire alarm maintenance, is listed in that fire safety plan so that everybody that is managing their responsibility knows exactly how to carry it out. And yes, it is enforceable. It's one of the most enforceable acts that we have. The fire code has got a lot of case law out there now. There's been a lot of big fines and a lot of uh, jail time handed out according to the fire code in Ontario for the last few years. We don't want to see that. We want to be out there. In fact, we're developing a program right now. We have free training available. Uh, We will come to, if we can get a few building owners together, we will do free training through the Canadian Fire Alarm Association and offer you fire safety plan and fire alarm training, specifically on what the fire alarm technicians can do for you, but help you overall. What, What should you include in that fire safety plan and how can you deal with your local fire inspector to make sure it gets approved? But we are working to increase that, so please feel free to contact us. We're there to help. There's other uh, associations, too, that are trying to get the word out. Again, we're... Well, we are, for one. Yeah, yeah we are, for one. <laughs> the Condo but, Owners but the, Association um, yeah. are totally in complete 110% in support of CFAA. I think what you're Thank doing, you. um, the importance of what you're, what you're doing and what your association stands for is, is so beyond what I can even say. Yeah. Because, you see, the problem is this is that it's interesting. You know, nowadays, I'm going to put a total different swing on this for a moment. People nowadays, everybody's out there, you know, looking, okay, fine, they're going to buy a condominium. And, uh, you know, the stories are 20 stories and 40 stories and 50, and now there's 80 story buildings and whatever, and it's all price per square foot. And this is how much they're going to spend. And this is how much your maintenance fees is. And this is how much you have to put aside for the future for your reserve fund. Of course, the building has to have fire insurance, and, uh, you know, liability insurance, there's a question out there now of how much knowledge that condo owners and residents and uh, offsite owners, uh, you know, investors, a lot of them, they don't even know that they're supposed to have condo insurance. Can you imagine? So now we have this lack of information going all the way through. Thank God all states stepping in as well and creating this awareness. And as the founder of COA, I look at this and I say, okay, now just a second here. These buildings are worth $80 million. And all of a sudden now the realization here, if there's a lack of awareness, although the CFFA are doing so much work to try to get the message out there, unfortunately, we don't have you involved in the ministry. Condo Act Review, which is what I'm a uh, stakeholder in on behalf of COA, in order to implement changes which will better protect condominium owners. So how can you protect condominium owners if the CFAA are not at the frontline center when it comes to understanding protection not only on your lives, but on your investment? Exactly. And we are trying to get out there. We do have close ties with the Ontario Fire Marshal, and hopefully uh, whatever we're feeding to the Ontario Fire Marshal is making it to the to the minister. The minister is also looking at the Sprinkler Association, the Canadian Fire Safety Association, Canadian Security Association. And again, we're all working together. We're, we're going with one message. We want these life safety systems tested. We want them tested according to the, not just the law, but according to the standards that we have set here in Ontario. And it's not a, a cost figure that we're looking at it. We're looking at the safety. And we actually, if we're working together, we can actually save costs to the building owner. That way you're dealing with the proper 
contractors, the proper workers with the right licenses. You're not double duty, doubling up on your service. You're only having one person going through. And what we're talking about there is, you know, we have the fire alarm system, but there's a whole life safety envelope that includes your fire extinguishers, your sprinkler systems, your emergency lights, your exit signs, your mag locks, your elevators. Again, we have different agencies looking after this, TSSA. We have uh, other regulations like the Sprinkler Association. You have to reg- for any maintenance on your sprinkler system. Again, we have to get those people all working together so that we have one message, and, and hopefully that message is making it to the minister. Again, it's awareness. It's training. The more we can do, we, we would love your uh, those listeners out there to understand there's training available. There's awareness available. I know there's a lot to learn. I know there's a lot to know these days. Um, let's try and make their life a little simpler by giving them some of the quick tips and tricks to make sure that they have a very safe building at the lowest maintainable cost possible. Because let's face it, um, even smoke detectors and, and those kind of devices within your building, they have a life expectancy. In fact, the new codes and standards they're looking at now, they won't come in effect for a long time, but we're actually looking at putting timers in smoke alarms. Even if uh, it's not just condo owners we're worried about, we're worried about those single occupancy dwellings where we have smoke detectors that are that are just not operational anymore because they've outlived their lifespan. And a lot of condos in Ontario are over 20 years now. What is the re, what is the maintenance and the replenishment of those life safety systems? How are we looking to maintain those over the long long haul? We have to have those long-term plans in place for your life safety system as well as your parking lot. Well, absolutely. And, and there's two new, um, new ideas now too with retrofitting and different condo corporations are stepping forward to try to save on energy costs. Now, are they going to be compromising some of the life safety systems while they're in the midst of doing that? Something to think about. We'll be right back. It's Linda Pinizzato on the Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing. 